This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Welcome to Blurred Comics, a podcast about blackness and blurred shit from a couple of mixed black blurs. And today, in respect for my Native American brothers and sisters, I am going to be Blackfoot. That is the street I grew up on. And I lived part time on Hiawatha, which I actually know what Hiawatha is. What is? Well, I mean, kind of. Who is? I sort of know. Um, From the... Iroquois Confederacy, he was a leader of the, and I hope I pronounce this correctly, Anandaga people, the Mohawk people. Mohawk? Yeah, so I lived on Hiawatha Way around the corner from you on Blackfoot. Yes, so uh, we grew up in an area that was military, but uh, most of the streets were all named after Native American tribes or or, or um people. or people yeah. so there was because i was blackfoot there was moccasin um there was pima there was uh navajo was the long street mm-hmm. seneca I had a friend on seneca um yeah so i mean there was a lot of that in our in our area yeah um so we grew up with that you know what i'm saying so <laughs> yeah so black i'm blackfoot which is pretty Close to black, what I am. Blur. I have black feet. So you, you got black feet. Uh, well, actually, Blackfoot is the tribe that my white side of my family claims to come from, which of course I have no evidence of or anything like that. But, um, but yeah, that is the that is the people yeah. that my so the white side, my mom's white side, has been here since the 1700s, like pre-revolutionary war. White folks, like legit colonizer. Not settlers, not early settlers, whatever the fuck, <laughs> straight up colonizers. And uh, they claim to be, they're like a German-Irish Appalachian people, but they claim to be mixed with Blackfoot. Got it. Got it. It's, don't, don't know. Don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and you know how black folks, we always got Indian in us if they got some good hair or something. Right. Black folks always have Cherokee, which... To I mean, be I, fair, of all probably, the possible tribes, it's Cherokee makes sense because they originate in the what is now Georgia. Tale of Trails, tra- Trail, Trail of, of Tears of started in Georgia and worked its way towards Oklahoma. So yes, it's very possible, but not every black person in this country is mixed with Cherokee. I don't know why that is such a pervasive thing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yes, that uh, that is today. Uh, you will be listening to this on your uh, colonizer sit down uh, with the Native American um, fake ass dinner day. Right. So tricky day. I, I just have, don't because it, it ain't it ain't shit else. Right. I've I've since started to adopt the the rather than it being Thanksgiving for for me, I've been acknowledging the National Day of Mourning. Which was started on the East Coast, but there is a version of it here on the West Coast called Unthanksgiving, which is basically just acknowledging that there wasn't actually a first Thanksgiving and that it wasn't at all the way we fantasize it to be and things like that. I'm totally cool and down with having like a day of gratefulness or whatever and just using the holiday as that. But something is feeling really icky about it for me lately. Um, Like the more I'm learning, the harder it is. And I have some real shame to admit, like, and thanks to fucking Facebook memories, I I wouldn't even I wouldn't even have to remember it if not for that. But when we lived in Massachusetts, we lived in Bridgewater. And that's about 20 miles away from Plymouth, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. where right. they do have the Plymouth Plantation, which, you know, a whole nother thing. I hate walking onto places that are called plantation. Um, but uh, I, swear, I don't even fucking eat at Sloop Plantation. Sloop Plantation, yeah, of, right. No. <laughs> uh, but the Plymouth Sorry. Plantation <laughs> was the place where they claim like was the original, you know, settler area and blah, 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 blah. And it was supposedly where the first Thanksgiving had happened, blah, 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 blah. And they have these um, native, 
like recreated native huts and such and they had people that were like actors that would you know play the role of uh, indigenous people from that area and um we would go out there like the first thanksgiving when we lived out there we went out there and ate thanksgiving dinner at a restaurant um which to be fair that that part was dope not having to stress about my broken family and who i had to spend thanksgiving with and then on top of that go to tree's family too and tree's family adjusting their schedule to suit me and my broken family and shit like that like thanksgiving started becoming like a real stressful holiday before we left california anyway but by the time we got to thanksgiving or by the time we got to plymouth it was it was nice to go and do those and just have someone else cook even though it wasn't like it wasn't black food so it was just like whatever it um turkey and cod and shit like that um but I did this a couple years in a row and we did go one year to the Plymouth Plantation and my memories my stupid damn fucking Facebook memories are popping up showing me (laughs) showing me the things that I'm just like wanting to delete it and be like don't remember that you did this you remember this shit yeah but to be fair (laughs) like there was ignorance there now that I know now that I've done more investigation now that I understand that this holiday was created by Abraham Lincoln and shit like that like I'm I'm done pretending and I'm starting to actually do more investigation or research and stuff like that so yeah I'm kind of acknowledging it as a uh, the National Day of Mourning, and I also on Militarily Mix this week, I spoke with Natalie Evans from the Some Kind of Brown podcast, and we discuss Red November, uh, which is a series of episodes she's doing about the missing and murdered indigenous women um, oh, and stuff yeah, like man. that. So, yeah, uh-huh. like, yeah. it's a thing. It's a fucking stressful holiday anyway. Family, well, my family, because I had a broken family, it was a right. stressful holiday, but was it for you? Like, um i mean it was you know um it was i actually i have to say it was like one of the times that i do remember fondly uh thanksgiving and christmas because having you know i have five brothers Mm -hmm. having older brothers um and you know it was it was a time where you know their best friends came over you know, uh, so I had three older yeah, brothers. Yeah, you had a Kool Aid house, right? So it was like, you know, full. So my parents didn't make. You know, everybody would come to dinner or eat throughout the whole day, and so the house would always be just jam packed with people. So I mean, like the get-togethers, things like that. Um, I do look back on fondly. Um, yeah, I you know there are still like memories of certain things that my dad would do or did at some times that I just, you know, kind of like, yeah, that's probably why we, you know what I mean? That's, they can see why we had a fucking bad relationship. <laughs> uh, you know what yeah. I mean? But other than that, it was really fun because all of my brothers were all together. You know what I'm saying? Mostly, you know, they were having fun because their friends were there, but I was able to see, have my older brothers there, which yeah, one lived with his mom, the other lived, you know, stayed with his dad sometimes, you know? Uh, so it was, it was one of the times where you actually all of the all of the boys were there and we played, you know, football and and, you know, just had fun together. So I think it, that that part of it is is cool. And I yeah. there's two memes that I saw and was just like, that's my family. It was like there's one that says something like uh, black families are the only families are black people start cooking like the day before and still don't eat on time. <laughs> Which so that hurts hurt. internet <laughs> uh, and it's it's like okay yeah like it, it's funny because and my i would remember my dad would just it was on his own time you know what i mean it was did your me. dad do the fry the deep fried turkeys no he did he did the regular turkey he did the regular you know turkey? i mean like okay. yeah he did the regular turkey which humongous i'd have to say like they took out part of the fucking oven sometimes to put the down. <laughs> well, was, given it, how much y'all ate, like that, you, you know, guys, you guys right. are small boys. You know what I mean? So yeah, so we had turkey for the rest um, of the weekend, just for the weekend. So, <laughs> so um, but you know, uh, it, it we would he would everything that he would make would essentially be itself instead of like you know hey you make this and we're gonna do this and all mm-hmm. that my 
you know, my mom would make the pies and shit beforehand, the day before, and we would, you know, we would be literally eating pies throughout the day so that we can wait for the fucking food and then eat the food afterwards. So it was, <laughs> there was that, and then what was the other meme that said, um, shit, there was that one, and then... I'll forget the other one. I, I remember it a little bit later on. I, but it was like that that hit me hard when it yeah. that about about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, what you know, black people never really and we can get into this a little bit more. <laughs> it says black people never really celebrate the actual holiday. Right? We're not right. I saw that. Holiday. We're just yeah, celebrating yeah. having a day off of work. Being able to get together, eat hella Hang food, families, shit, yeah. and just kick it. You feel me? So I agree with that. Like growing up, Thanksgiving was a big deal, and actually, Thanksgiving was my favorite holiday because it was all my favorite foods. Um, and depending on which family I was at, you know, it was either Black Thanksgiving or it was like Japanese Thanksgiving, which was like predominantly American but with like a Japanese twist to it, you know. And so I fucking loved it, but. By the time I was with Tristan, my mom and my aunt weren't talking. I lived with my aunt and my grandma. So I had to spend part of the day with them and part of the day with my mom. And each person was pissed off if I spent too much time or ate too much at one party's house because I had to eat all my food at one place. And then I got with Tristan. These things. Huh? You have to understand these things, man. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's not fun, though. And then I had to like go and then I found out the first year I didn't realize this was happening. But the first year Tris and I got together, Tree's mom like waited for me. And I didn't understand that that happened. So I felt like guilt, which was not like my fault, <laughs> but like right. I felt the guilt anyway. And um, and then every subsequent year that we were still in Sacramento, uh, Tree's mom would be like, what time do we need to eat our meal? And but like but but then the pressure was still there. It was like three fucking meals I had to eat, and then we also had to stop <laughs> off at the Johnsons too. Right, you right. know, um, because they're they were other mother and father. So like by the time we finished all the meals, I was just like, I think by the second or third time, the second or third Thanksgiving we were together as a couple, I was like, I'm fucking done with this holiday. I'm just done. <laughs> and then I started the, when we moved to Texas, I started the anti-Thanksgiving Thanksgiving with, um, with the students in Tree's uh, grad program. Most of them, a lot of them were foreign students, but whoever didn't go home or have a place to go came over to our place and we made pizzas so like i had all this i had all these fixins and i had all these bobolis and doughs and all different kinds of things and everybody got to make oh. their own style of pizza we just had fucking pizzas all over the place oh, and the pizza. we did that for a couple of years and that was pretty cool um actually did we do that we did that almost all the way through all of the thanksgivings we celebrated in austin except for one we went over to a friend's house and with her family and that wasn't like traditional quote-unquote thanksgiving food but it was it was just like you know it was what thanksgiving supposed to be making right. fun of your your family members mm-hmm. eating all kinds of food sitting watching tv with your hands in your pants and right. uh, you know that that was a good time and uh, we did one Thanksgiving with Tree's half biological siblings from his biological father once, and then after that it was oh. Massachusetts, and that's when things started getting like the 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 Thanksgivings that I'm ashamed of, <laughs> like right. I'm ashamed of doing um, <laughs> and stuff. And so since we've been to California, like we kind of half did it and half didn't, and now like this year in particular, last year I was feeling it, but we went to somebody's house. A, a friend of Tristan's and it was I don't know why we keep getting invited to people's like people don't mind bringing us strangers into their home for Thanksgiving and for some reason we go we're like free food yeah sure yeah, um, put, me, put me down this year I don't know I don't know that we're gonna do anything like I'm probably just gonna like I've been working so hard I might just I have some more editing and things like that to do but if I get that all done tomorrow since I'm off tomorrow I may just like close all the blinds and just fucking stay on Disney plus all day. (laughs) The girls, they, they say thank you very much for that. Um, they've been staying on that this whole time. So yeah, they like it. Yeah. Uh, rice is out there watching. I thought I created a, uh, a, a 
profile for y'all, but I was trying to do it when I was on the plane, so I don't think uh-huh. it took. So if you if you oh, want to or I can, I can log in and create a, a thing for you so you can yeah, have your own. She's uh, watching. She's you know, it's like now she's she has her shit that she can binge watch. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. you know, we think of, you know, because because she hears us talk about like, you know, sh- you know, um, Beans is telling or um, yeah, Beans was always like, Dad, you know what I'm saying? Me and you could watch, uh, you know, Stranger Things. And and I'm like, I don't know if that's appropriate, but you know, <laughs> I'm like, uh, OK, you know, go ahead and watch that. Um, you know, there are some things that are going to be on there that you don't know about or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, we'll deal with that. And then she got she's like, you know, uh, uh, Rice was like, I'm about to watch all of the episodes yeah. of Elena of Avalor. And I'm like. Go ahead, so. girl. You know what I mean? Do your yeah. thing. You know what I mean? So what I'm curious about, I wanted to talk to you about Marvel Rising because I was like loosely aware of it, but not really super duper aware of it. And then today I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about all the stuff that they're doing with the with the girl superheroes and right. um, like the te- preteen and, and ch- children superheroes and right. stuff like that. And so I'm like, you know, I'm that might be this weekend. Like I might be watching through all of the right. Marvel Rising. I know that that uh, they liked um, the one that had I think Dove Cameron was one of the voices. Um, So, you know, they went and watched one of those. But um, I don't know if they got if they got into it. Um, The one that had Miss Marvel was on there um, Mm -hmm. and then Squirrel Girl. Beans like Squirrel Girl just because she's kind of a a thicker girl. Um, (laughs) You know what I mean? So, (laughs) So. So she was like, "Well, I might could be, it's you like, know." Hey, I got cakes. She got cakes. Yeah, we're the same. Representation matters. <laughs> Speaking of that, like I hit you up this weekend because we took we took the girls on Saturday to Frozen Two, mm-hmm. and not to spoil too much. I guess I mean we're adults and shit that listen to this, but. uh it comes out. If spoils that, bother you, let it go. <laughs> let it go. Um, so in the movie, come and I have this is why I told you I was gonna I was gonna uh, explain it to you. Yeah. So in the movie, there's some shit that that goes down, and there there's like it go it's like a flashback to when they were little, and the mom was um you know was uh, or the no the girls were talking to each other and then they were about to go to sleep and the dad was like let me tell you a story about an enchanted forest and shit right Mm -hmm. so they're like oh snap so the dad starts talking about this thing that happens and how the the tribe these tribes came together and you know uh but he didn't die like it was there was like some shit that happened i don't want to go too deep into it but some shit that happened and then somebody he was finna die and somebody came and saved his ass like a like you know what i mean and got him out of there but there's a fog that has been stuck on this enchanted forest right Hmm. so then go forward and fucking time parents is dead and all that type of shit (laughs) um and so but elsa keeps hearing this sound and it's calling to her. Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, and so she's like, you know, what the fuck is this sound? So then they're like, you know what, we got to go check this shit out. So they go on an adventure, and <clears throat> come to find out, the mom is a part of a tribe that is, if you look at it from the way that they put portray them and everything, is like, um, like Inuit mm. people. Right. So the first thing Beans looks at me and she was like, so you're trying to tell me that these are the first mixed princesses? And I'm like, oh. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so white passing so I, like like uh like rice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So and I was like, yeah, and that's why both of them look totally different from each other, like you two. But cute. <laughs> but it's I guess so. It goes, you know, upon arriving in the so I looked it up and I was like, upon arriving in the enchanted forest, Elsa, Anna, and their friends encounter two groups who have been trapped for their uh, there for decades. One is the dude Sterling K. Brown played. Um, Lieutenant Matthias, uh, and the other is a tribe known as Northoldra, mm. who have been in the you know in the magical forces of the air, the air, water, sea, or no air, water, land, fire. 
something like there's like you know like the elements or whatever mm-hmm. I, I thought i said it was earth wind fire and hollow notes but they didn't <laughs> you know, nobody got that joke it was dad but uh yeah so i mean it's funny because even if it's that little grasp yeah of something it's look like it lit I, those girls up see you know what i mean like you could see how they were like Aww. oh shit you know so yeah it was pretty cool that's exciting yeah i mean i swear every time like seriously seven more days y'all i'm gonna be 42 years old and my dumb ass will sit there and get all kind of allergies in my eyes whenever i see something that is even remotely representative like right. fucking mixed dish has been messing me up like here and there because of these moments where I was like, I was that 12 year old girl, you know, like stuff like that. Or, um, you know, seeing just little, little things here and there every now and then I'll be like, that's like, I was like, if I had that when I was little and I'm 40 fucking two, like (laughs) representation really makes a difference. It's exciting to to hear how it affects the girls too. Cause like, I mean, I yeah from there I can kind of put my my mind in like where was I at at their age like was I thinking about this stuff was I aware of it um so that's cute that they're excited about it oh I'm I'm glad yeah yeah. so that was that was our that was our thing so we had a little a mixed uh a mixed um um classification and 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 that was something that they that they really uh enjoyed but it was a good movie though Oh, good. It was a real good movie. Yeah, so I um I'm I haven't been utilizing my AMC A list very much lately because I've been so busy. But I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to use my three this week uh for Queen and Slim, possibly right. Knives Out, and I think Frozen too. I'll try to yeah, Knives those. Knives Out actually looks okay. It like looks I was thinking of this. Yeah, it looks yeah. good. Oh, my upstairs. Even though Lakeithia, what's his name? Lakeith, what's his name? Lakeith. Lakeith, yeah. Didn't he? He was probably. Look at you trying to make it more black. Yeah, Lakeith the Osham. Lakeith the Andres. Um, but um, wasn't he problematic for a second there? Was he? I don't think he so. Had, well, he had some before. I don't know. Before. He hasn't popped up on my radar for that. I mean, maybe it just his association with uh, with Donald Glover because, you know. I mean, Donald Glover is still one of my problematic faves where like he says some shit and I'm just like, come on, man. What did he what did he say? So Cause you would think that he would he would he would be like more uh uh calculated with what he says, especially with like how deeply symbolic all the different episodes yeah. you know, and you know, like uh for uh this is America, you know what I mean? Well, what he likes sexually uh, is because uh-huh. he's with a white woman and he's got mixed right. kids uh-huh. he likes to have a white lady partner call they him call racial them. slurs mm-hmm. while they're fucking okay I got it <laughs> so I got it so I gotta hear about that part so that's one of the things every now and then he'll say some other things and and people be like this nigga but i mean i don't know like i really i like him i'm trying to figure out like if i at all liked kanye which i never have i've never liked kanye i've never liked his music i've never liked him ever um he's never affected me the way he affects other black folks um i'm trying to figure out like if i had liked kanye even a little bit would his problematic behavior would I let a lot of it slide just because I liked him so much and I don't think so because Uh, a lot of the stuff he says is like hella egregious I I liked him I say fuck that nigga dog I can't yeah I can't I I never fuck with him dude there's only a few songs of his that I even like for a second will start to bob my head to and then I'll realize who it is and I'm like, oh yeah, I can't, I can't stand it. Like, so it's already a turnoff, but like, like when Through the Fire came out, I wasn't all that impressed. It's like, all right, so you recorded a whole album with your jaw ride shut, like, all right, okay. Right. You know, I I guess I just never really, the, actually there is that one track on, uh, what is it? College Dropout? Is that what it was called? (laughs) That that there's one track that gets me 
because of what he says in that track, and he's completely done a 180 on that shit. Like, super duper. Right? Um, so, like, I can't even deal with him. But I was trying to figure out, like, my relation to Donald Glover. Because I am a, I'm a fan of him, like, across the board. I liked him when he was doing stand-up. I liked him when he was on Community. I love his music. I don't often buy... I'm going to sound old as fuck right now. I don't often buy the shit that the kids are listening to these days. <laughs> um, but, like, I do... I, I buy Donald Glover. I buy Childish Gambino. And I buy Kendrick. And those right. are the two artists that I tend to listen to like that is current right now <laughs> i mean basically like i stopped huh isn't his last album supposed to come out childish Gambino. Donald. yeah 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 i think he's got one more and then he and then he's done but like i have all his music and i have and you know i love kendrick and stuff um there's a few like just a few artists but most of the time i stay in my i stay in my like 1980s through late 1990s hip-hop like that's that's my zone. I stay I stay in my zone. Um, like I have a p- very particular type of hip hop interest. Like I like Public Enemy and NWA and Tyler Kweli and Most Def and Kendrick. You know, like there's a particular conscious rap for the most part. Tupac, obviously, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but then I have like my bubblegum and my fun shit, like Run DMC and you know whatever. Uh, but so yeah, like I don't really listen to that many new things. And then here I am listening to Childish Gambino. And then he says some dumb shit like that. And I'm like, God damn it. Do I have to be worried about this? Is that, <sighs> I, I guess I'm more concerned about like, do you, do you think that sometimes they do like that because they like to, I don't know. So here's I mean, the thing. I try not to be a kink shamer. Right, I don't exactly. have a lot of kinks myself. I won't go so far as to call myself vanilla, but like I don't have any of the categorized kinks, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't have a foot thing. I'm not really into full BDSM. Um, you know, I do like an ass slap and shit like that or whatever, but like my ex was into choking. I tried it. It stressed me out. I couldn't, you know, right. stuff like yeah. that, you know. Um, what other other kind of things? I mean, people might think, like, I can't say that I'm full vanilla given that I'm poly. I've had, uh, you know, a number of multiple partner sex type scenarios, group sex scenarios, things like that. So I'm not, like, fully vanilla, but I don't have a lot of kinks. I'm not a dom. I'm not a sub. All this kind of stuff. So I'm trying to be like, I don't want to kink shame. And is this a kink? Like, is this a kink that has, like, is there a race play kink? And if so, is this something that doesn't have any spillover? (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, It's like, is this something that like has like no spillover in the rest of their life? Like, because there's a lot of kink that doesn't play out until the rest of your life, right? Like there's subs that can be, non-sub behaving out in the real world but then when they're in sub mode they're in sub mode you know when they're colored or whatever it is that's their they go into that mentality and that role play but then they can walk around their daily life and not necessarily like be a sub you know what i'm saying yeah so like is there a racial kink a racial sex play kink where that is the case where like racism would appall them in any form but for some reason, during sex, it's like this forbidden fruit thing that does help get them off. If that's the case, again, not wanting to kink shame, I'm trying to figure out how do I accept that and like just be like, that's your thing, bro. Separate myself. You know, like, I just can't. That's not my thing. But like, I can't help but ask, start asking myself the questions like, what kind of white woman is agreeing to this? Do I have to look at this white woman and be like, why are you agreeing to this? You know, <laughs> like that. Right. And, um, and that's, and that's the thing is like, is it sometimes, I mean, because I was asked, because <clears throat> I still have a Tumblr. Tumblr is kind of, you know, where I would go just to, for free, you know, uh, things to look at. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was asked like on there, like th- this guy was, you know, trying to talk to me or whatever. Obviously, you know, he saw things that I liked or whatever. And he was like, hey, um, my girl wants a like my girl's thing is to have 
a black guy. She's white, obviously. To have a black guy that she thinks is unattractive have sex with her because it makes her feel good. So I was like, the boyfriend reached out to you. No, no, he wasn't saying that to me. He was saying that that is something that what she was into. She was obviously it was something. Yeah, he it was like he was like these are the things my I want to have my wife do, but she likes this. Obviously, you're not that. And then we, I was just like, I'm not into that regardless. You know what I mean? So he liked to be cuckolded. Two? He did. He did. Yes. He liked to watch it. All right. But she liked sometimes to have like, you know, like an older dude that she shouldn't like shouldn't even be touching her. Okay. Have sex with her. So a couple because questions. Because it was like, yeah, I had a couple questions. That's why I was like, wait, first of all. <laughs> first of all. Have you seen me? No. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say like, I mean. You're my, my face is on there though. That's what it, I mean. They, you can't really tell. Got it. Okay. I okay. There, so I was going to say, like cause that. like, I mean, I got a lot of lady friends who hit me up and they're just like, what's up with your boy? Or like, and stuff. And I'm like, that's just, I'm just like, blur vision. That's just blur vision. Like I grew up with that nigga, but like, I get it. I understand. <laughs> The, like, you have a level of hotness that makes people ask me questions about you. <laughs> like, I understand <laughs> that. So I'm confused how you yeah. got reached out. It's um, weird. It was a weird thing, but he's like, she's big into submission physically and mentally. Okay. And, like, probably, like, you know, like, a verbally humiliating um and things like that and then it was like i don't know it was it was like it, it but what the reason i brought that up mm. was that some people have these things like maybe he feels as though that is his thing like oh i'm not supposed to do this but i'm doing yeah. it yeah so like it like yeah is it the forbidden that, fruit thing know? or is it also like because he doesn't lack control maybe in his life you know, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. race is concerned, possibly now he's achieved a level which he probably doesn't have to deal too much with it. That maybe it's a part of the sex play in that way. Maybe. I mean, like, you know, your kinks usually reveal something about you, like you're either lacking or is, or, you know what I'm saying? Like there's things like that. Like in my case, because I am the person in my in my life that does all the shit, like, you know, <laughs> does the cleaning, does the cook, plays all the bill, that kind of stuff. Uh I have, it didn't used to be this way because I used to also, um, I've, I've been a top pretty much my whole damn life. But like, I've noticed over the last few years, my deal is like wanting to be completely catered to. And that's a very strange thing because I'm not a very, I'm not generally a selfish person, but I've been like so exhausted by how much I have to cater to others that like, I like to just for sometimes I just like to be the one that everybody's paying attention to. And no, I'm saying everybody because I'm I'm considering this when I'm having multiple partners. <laughs> right. one time. So like that's become a thing where I like I think that's like my only kink actually. I don't know. I may have more, but like none that I'm really aware of. I'm not dominant. I'm not submissive. I mean, just the thought of me being submissive makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> I can't. I tried to role play right. it once. It was it was horrifying. Um, it's just not. It just doesn't jive with my personality. And yet, like right. I watch people in sub mode, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But like, I can't do that. You know. Right. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out like, what would be that forbidden thing that would make me be like, in normal situations, this would not be cool. But like, because right. it's sex play, I'm down with it. Like, I'm down I, with it. I don't know. I don't think I have anything like that. So I'm like trying to understand like the mind thing yeah. there. Um, yeah. There's been a few other things he said and done, but I remember that being the one that really stuck out for me. And it's usually the one that when I say his name, that's how I can judge what kind of black friend I have. You know, okay. like, yeah, like, oh, you're one of those. You're still caping for him and blah, 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 blah. Or you know like can you separate the artist from the art type of thing blah 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 mm-hmm. again right. i don't think he's done things nearly i mean like for me it's no contest not to listen to kanye because i never liked him anyway um so i'm not really doing much effort there but like saying you know r kelly i i can't even listen to r kelly anymore without like ugh, cl- cringing um but like donald glover doesn't have that effect on me yet but I still, every now and then, I'll look at him. I'll be like, "Really?" That's yeah, like you that, know, yeah, like yeah. you like to be called, you know, stuff like that. So I don't know. I he's so, my problematic yeah. fave. Uh, I I need to investigate those films a little bit more. But uh, 
Hey, what up? This is your boy Blurred Vision. And your girl makes girl man. From Blurred Comics. And we have known each other since we were kids, and we've been talking about comics and mixedness for as long as we can remember. And we decided one day we were funny enough to put together a podcast. You know, because, I mean, we, we needed to put our voices out there, have it heard. And I think the best place that we came to, to to figure it all out was with Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place for free, and you can use it right from your phone or computer. It has the creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds super good. I mean, they'll even distribute the podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Google Play, Apple stitcher all, all of all of them all i mean you know what's really good is that you can actually even make a little bit of dough <laughs> all you gotta do is download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and tell them blur comics sent you yeah let them know How do we get on the hip hop thing? I don't I don't know. We, we got started, there. We were frozen with Thanksgiving and frozen and then sex play for some reason. Okay. That's what so, we do. That's what we do. That's what we do on Blur Comics. <laughs> it has, we've not mentioned anything. It is mixed up. Uh, man, it is a mixed, mixed up show. Um, so I didn't get to talk to you last week to tell you kind of directly how um, Geek Girl Con went. And actually... Yes. Because like I got, I came back sick. I got the con cooties, so I came back sick, and I hadn't been able to get my week together um, to reach out. So because I got sick at the con, I didn't do the live in person interviews with the people I had lined up. So I had two people lined up, and um, I haven't been able to c- connect with them to get them on Skype because like last week I was sick and catching up from. <sighs> You know, being gone, and so this week is the holiday, so I'll start to cons reach out to them. Be hard on you, girl. Huh? Cons be hard on you. I don't know why. Like, I mean, well, this one was like a combination of I'm already kind of overworked and stuff anyway because I'm doing too many side hustles in addition to my day job, and then I get on an airplane, which I almost always get sick when I've been on an airplane, and then, you know. T- I had the two-day con. Um, Gretchen was sick. She was, like, recovering from sick when we hung out on that first day. And then um, there was just sniffling everywhere. Like, it was just sniffling everywhere at this con. And then by the time I woke so by the time I woke up, I was feeling it come on late Saturday. And by the time I woke up on Sunday, I was like, fuck, I am con sick. So I emailed them and I was like, I don't want to get you sick, but I'll leave it up to you. Like, I can stand far enough away from you, put the mic next to you if you want to do this. But just in case, I don't want to get you sick so we could do it on Skype later. And they both decided to do it on Skype later. So um, I didn't get it together to to be able to share today. Uh, But, uh, you know, make that happen after the hiatus or whatever. Uh, but it was dope. Like, I want you to bring... I We need to roll up full crew next year. I'm serious. Like, the girls need to have this experience. It was so fucking... I mean, okay, go back to re- uh, Representation Matters, right? It right. was so fucking validating. Like, right. across the board. And, I, you know, I talked about it a little bit on last week's episode, but there was like that introvert room where I didn't get to go into it, but, um, but just knowing it was there, like if things got too crazy or overwhelming, I could have gone into this room and just like 
chill the fuck out without sensory, you know, or people right, or anything right, right. like that dealing with me. Um, so that was awesome. I felt like that was a thinking of everything thing. And then I was able to interview Gretchen in the PR room. So it was quiet for the most part. And, um, you know, we didn't have to fight the noise like we did with Vita and, um, or like I had to do with Saxton at, at uh, Comic-Con. And, um, so that was dope. And then just the panels, like the stuff, the stuff that they have, like for stimulus for the girls, like they have this DIY science section where girls were like building robots and, and buildings and, yeah. you know, space things. Like it was so cool. They had a gaming session. So you can just like go up and play any console that they had available. Um, you would sign up for it. Or there was this whole section that was like tabletop role-playing games. And then you just see people break off and like this entire party of of the same anime cosplayer were sitting on the floor playing Uno together. Like, you know, it was just so crazy. Like people were finding their tribes and just like chilling the whole time. Um, there was the science stuff. There was the comic book stuff, the gaming stuff. And then there was uh, gender and sexuality, which was so packed. We didn't get into any of those panels. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yeah, like it was really crazy packed. Um, but the stuff that they have, like, basically, you could be a four-year-old girl or a 40-year-old girl. And that place was dope. Nice, nice. It was so awesome. So it would be awesome to be able to bring the girls next year if we can. Yeah. Um, because they would just go nut. Well, I mean, probably definitely Bean since she's already kind of showing her her geek stuff. Um, But there was, you know, I think there was things that would be cool for for Rice too. Um, But I know I just, I have, like, I've only seen them a few times, so I don't know quite what her, what her Her geek's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, she'd get there. But she had, she seemed to have fun when we went to to LA and stuff like that. She just needs the bathrooms to be closer to her, closer to yeah. and close to the food spots, <laughs> and close to the food spots. And that's yeah. the most important thing. Um, but it was dope, and I um, I really enjoyed. I didn't have any of my my like crowd anxiety or any of that kind of stuff. It was mm. packed, but it wasn't. They spaced things out really well, I guess is what they did um and their panels were really good pretty strong panels and stuff like that it was it was bigger than long beach but smaller than la i guess okay. got it, kind of like that um uh-huh. but it was it was really cool it, and 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 honestly like watching the girls get up and ask questions so we went to the women of nasa panel gretchen and i and mm-hmm. uh watching the girls stand up and like ask questions for their future careers and sp- in science at NASA was just like what it was so right. I was so jealous because I was hardcore into space when I was a kid I wanted to go to space camp uh, but you know we were on welfare so that was never in the cards and it has been like the bane of my adult life that I never got to go to any kind of space camp and I'm also mad that they don't have one for adults like why don't we have things like that for adults like why can't if I have money why can't I pay someone for a space camp right <laughs> you know like why, why not? I gotta be a kid if, if, you, if you could have it then why I can buy it you know Maybe. like I will save the money up I will go like so so it was cool to go to a panel like that and watch these girls already knowing that they had interest in it and knowing what the the um the different NASA projects are like one of them straight up asked like are there any NASA projects that aren't named after Greek mythology gods and stuff and I was like go ahead kid like all right yeah you know there's stuff like that that was really cool and I just uh, the whole time I just kept thinking like oh the girls would like that you know i yeah, i was yeah. thinking about them the whole time um that's cool yeah and mostly i mean kind of transplanting my own little mixed girlness into your children <laughs> i think right. was happening there a little bit yeah no that's perfect i mean if that's you know if that's the way it felt to you then that means that you know if they can have that feeling when they walk in and that's then that's awesome you know what i mean so i would like to add that to the annual rotation i definitely like i know as we get bigger hopefully we'll start getting to go to more of these but um i would like you know san diego new york la to be in there um i want to do the dragon con in atlanta at some point and i'd like to do geek girl con every year If if it if it feels at all like it felt this year I want it. I want it in the in the rotation. It was it was really cool, really well thought out. You could tell. 
not to get all gendery or anything like that, but you can really tell that like women planted because they thought of everything. Yeah, no, I no, I would go to a con that women planned no, twenty times out of ten. It was so it, yeah. thoughtful. Like seriously, I mean, you know how we walk around the cons, and I'm like, I wish they had a a button like a con button. Like I want an LA con a con button for every year I go. I want a San Diego button for every year I go. Right. They had. They had Comic Con, they had Geek Girl Con buttons, and because you know, I collect the buttons. Um, the like I said, the the introvert room, knowing mm-hmm. that geeks and nerds are like notoriously high social anxiety, you right. know, as a group, as a collective, creating a space for them to just shut the fuck up and decompress without being bothered. Are you kidding? Amazing, right. amazing. Um, the press room also very important and you had to sign up for your time slot so it wasn't going to be overwhelmed so it was really well thought out and the segmenting of things too like they had a different icon of a of a a a female cartoon character of some sort so it was like a sciencey one um and if you saw her you knew that that was a sciencey panel or area there was the princessy one there was a um like a uh gaming like a questing adventure right. D type one so like every place had these little icons so that you kind of knew what area you were in um they did a really really good job so i am yes. definitely pro i feel like i've talked more about how excited i still am about that nice. than i have mo- almost any con i've been to right. if, i wouldn't say so far i won't say that's like my absolute favorite con experience in the whole wide world but it is the most personal con experience that I've ever had. Like there was shit for mixed stuff. I went to a panel on um, indigenous futurism. Mm -hmm. So like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you're like, well, what would indigenous futurism be like? You know, Afrofuturism is something that we're excited about because of black Panther, but what about native American futurism? What about um, any people that were not touched by whiteness or Western culture, like what would their futurism have been like? Um, so there's some really, really interesting things and, and just panels that like, I, I don't know, I would have had access to a panel like that anywhere else. Um, certainly. I mean, comparing that seeing a native American woman speak about sci-fi in native American art and, books and movies comparing that to going to LA Comic Con to the black to the future panel with no <laughs> right. black people you right, know right, like right, it was right. it was really really thoughtful how they handled things um my only beef and I don't remember if I said this last week is in we did go to the Captain America uh, Captain Marvel panel and there was somebody who was supposed to be on the panel that was missing, but I don't recall who they said that person was. But everybody that was on the panel had kind of discovered Captain Marvel only through the MCU. Right. And so not necessarily the books. And so not a one of them knew that Monica Rambeau was the first female Captain Marvel. The, yeah, the Captain Marvel, yeah. And they barely knew that Marvel existed before. Like that the like they barely knew that. Like someone kind of said, I think there was like an alien that was named Marvel, and the, and it, uh, you were just like, yeah. ah. So my only beef there was like in terms of curating that panel well, they didn't seem to have an actual Captain Marvel expert. Yeah, they yeah, seem yeah, yeah. to have Brie Larson fans who are now into Captain Marvel because of Brie Larson. That's what it felt like. Right. Um, uh, so yeah, like they like one of them said that her fantasy was to have um, Monica Rambeau be Riri Williams, and then you could see like the black woman in the audience all go like, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> like, right. like what the fuck? We let's not we don't we like we have a couple of black female superheroes. Let's nope. keep them separated. Nope. Like let's them keep together. them apart. Um, and and so like nobody got a chance to like shout that out and be like like you know because i kept saying like one girl says i think maybe monica has played another character at some point and that was like the closest to mentioning it but i think it was in direct reaction to hearing people in the audience mumble so that was my only beef in terms of panel curation because they didn't really have an actual knowledge of Mm, um, I hate to yeah. say it like that. They had really knowledgeable 
knowledgeable movie fans. Right. But they should have titled it Captain Marvel MCU instead of like Captain Marvel female empowerment. (laughs) Oh, I get it. Uh, Yeah. Um, There was a, a, a female cosplayer on that panel that was dressed as Gambit, though. It was a pretty dope gender cross. Oh, um, nice! I never, yeah, I never sure. considered dressing as Gambit, but until I saw her, and I was like, "Oh shit, I want to dress as Gambit now." Um, so I might make myself a little yeah. balaclava like his or something, and and we'll see. I had to, uh, I had to bust out the um, the old school um, X Men mm-hmm. first episode for him. Um, you know, for for the girls, and yeah. so yeah, so they're gonna be watching all the old school X Men, nice. so they can get that love. You feel me? So I haven't had much time to watch, but I'm on like episode five of X Men animated series, and I am um, I we watched the first episode of Duck of uh, Rescue Rangers, mm-hmm. which was amazing. How you don't realize you remember a whole ass theme song. Thirty right. years later, and then as yeah. soon as it started playing, we're singing the shit out of it. It's it it's in there. It's, it's in uh, there. There's a file. It's so it's crazy. Um, and then of course we've been watching Mandalorian. Um, yeah, as well. So I t- I have a friend at work who's uh who's a writer. He like writers writes horror and stuff like that. So yeah, you know I talked about movies and shit, and he's like, hey. He said we we have a big potluck at work um, for Thanksgiving, and so we're in there, and he just looks at me, he's like, "Hey!" And it's funny. His name is Sean Baker. Sean no, Baker. it's not for real. So his last oh Sean his last name Baker. Is Baker. Yeah. Okay. So people call and they're like, "Can I speak to Sean?" And I'm like, "Which one?" Sean Babe. Sean. I'm like Sean Bay. He's like, "No, Sean Baker." And I'm like, "Well, oh yeah, that's a different. <laughs> this is a different guy. That's funny. Yeah. So, but Sean Baker." He looks at me. He goes, "Are you watching The Mandalorian?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man. How you think about it?" He was like, "Oh my god, bro. I just love how I, I love having the feeling of not having to hate something." <laughs> like I just he, he said, "It's just like it's." I was like, "You can tell that he knows his shit. It's yeah. just a story that's going." You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, "I just love that. I don't have to hate it." You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just like it. You know we, I mean? we like so. it for the most part. There are some elements that are don't jive with our understanding of Mandalorian culture, given that we're more into the um, extended universe. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like all of our cats are named for the extended universe, stuff like that. So, like, there's personality traits that don't match for me. Um, right. But predominantly, I like the show. I think it's beautiful. I think the story is slow but interesting which is fine for me because it's a mandalorian like they're not supposed to talk that much you know i'm curious why he cares so much about the kid the baby yoda kid um given that he is a mandalorian but he's also a foundling so i was trying to figure out that thing um yeah but uh baby yoda thing is hella cute the best line of any fucking Star Wars thing ever. Everybody keeps getting this wrong. I keep seeing posts about what the best line is and everybody's wrong. The best line of any Star Wars thing is from episode one of The Mandalorian and it is, I can either bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold as he's about to grab his gun. That is the dopest fucking line in the history of Star Wars and everybody keeps saying it's, I have spoken. Like, you ain't saying nothing but a word. Every, yeah, all I've of us have is, spoken. Shut up. That's not interesting. Every, yeah. I can either Everybody bring you in warm yeah. or I can bring you in cold is the dopest line ever. Because, motherfucker, hey, say something. Exactly. Say and something else. That's some, that's some, like, that's, like, my first reaction to him saying that was me quoting Jules in Pulp Fiction of, like, I just thought it was a fucked up thing to say to a motherfucker before I shot his ass. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it was just so cold-blooded. Like, no matter what, you're coming with me, but are you coming dead or are you coming alive? These are your options. That's it. Um, that's so, it. yeah, that that's the dopest line ever. And I, I defy anybody to try to step to me on that line because... Right. I, you know, I do. I do like when they look at each other. What do they? What do they say? It's not. It is what it is. But um, it's the way. I guess it, it is, is that the what way. They say? Yeah, it, it is, is the, the way. way. 
Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like just know it is the way. I but do I, think I, I that, like that that leader, the Mandalorian woman leader, is pretty dope. Like, she's got like a straight up Spartan ass helmet, like Spartan. Yes, that like looks right. Got right? like Greek era Spartans. Um, yeah, her outfit well, was pretty dope. If that if that is a long time ago, then that's where Sparta got their information. You know, <laughs> well, probably that, from her. That could be it too. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, I think she's dope. I keep seeing that there's a lot of talk on the inter- interwebs about um, there not being any, um, you know, female characters in general or any women characters worth their weight in the show. And yes, that is absolutely a problem that the Star Wars universe has is not having enough. Um, prominent women characters that aren't also going to fold at some point but disregarding that that she is a mandalorian leader and how fucking badass you would have to be to be in charge of the mandalorian like right if you're not into the eu you may not understand the cult the culture of the mandalorians but if you are you would understand that like these are some cold-blooded motherfuckers these are spartans these are yeah, the yeah. Star Wars equivalent to Spartans and that mentality of being taken from you know birth and trained to be a warrior and not allowing your emotions to impact you and things like that. So, given that women are too emotional to lead, um, mm-hmm. having <laughs> you know having a woman in that position and like the fact that we don't have to see any reason why, like we don't need validation or proof as to why she's a badass. She just has to be known as because she she's is. a fucking leader yeah that's that's what men get all the time right like do you ever need to know why your badass man character got to where he got you just accept right. his leadership right exactly that's what that's what lizzo says right why yeah. men gotta be great till they, you know be great until i gotta be great you yeah feel so and it's like yeah so like as far as i'm concerned it's like that joke that uh, dave Chappelle has about the one white friend and a group of black dudes i don't know what she did <laughs> to get the respect to get the of respect. all the Mandalorians, exactly. but she showed when they when they niggas started ch- start fighting and shit, bruh. She didn't even raise her voice. Mm-mm. She just got it locked back down. So, yeah. just let's not take it for granted that she's about it. Of course, she's not the lead character of the show. Of course, that's a whole different thing, though. That's not necessarily Star Wars fucking up. Star Wars will have to figure out a way to incorporate female more. characters into I more think, things. I mean, isn't care isn't uh what's her name? The 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 UFC fighter in the in the show though? Oh, I don't know. Uh shit. I forget her name. Is it Kara Gagina, one of them things? I don't know. The only UFC woman fighter I know by name is Ronda Rousey and by face like three of them but I'd have to see their faces to point at them right uh, <laughs> Gina, Gina Carano is she the Mandalorian lady or is she just in the she, show somewhere I don't know what she is on the show mm. let me see Gina Carano she is she's hot in a motherfucker I think but uh, she is I don't know. Where the fuck is that? She showed me the cast, but it doesn't say like who they are underneath. Oh, I see. Man. Um, I do see her standing at the, Oh, she's... I guess I could see why someone would think she's pretty. <laughs> she's, I don't know she's, she's just... It's too much makeup for me. Like, that's not my vibe. Right. Like, that's not the kind of thing. But also, like... Um, yeah, I think she, it's mostly the the too much makeup thing for me but i get it i can see it um hold on one so gina carano mandalorian so she she started ufc because she was like with her dude and her dude was doing it mm. and then they were like why don't you get in here and then so she started doing that shit but um she actually was whooping niggas asses um so i guess she's just a She's a Karana, the actress from Mandalorian is now streaming. She is... I know there's a lot of, like, uh, bounty hunters that she could be one of the people just, like, in costume in the background or something. Right. Unless she's an actual character. I mean, no, she's... Yeah, no, she's an actual character. I guess she does her... She has her um, her debut this Friday. Oh, so okay. We'll so we haven't even seen her yet. Yeah, we, we'll see what she is. Yeah, but I like it so far. Um, 
And then because because of this and other things, we've started to watch the we never finished the Clone Wars cartoon series. Yeah, um, us neither. Yeah. Which is weird because we were really into it. I don't know what what got us out of it. So Tree's been watching it, and I've been kind of watching it here or there. Um, but Ahsoka is a character that I really have always enjoyed too, and she's a Me strong too. female character. So yes. Um, and actually, where she gets to where I'm at right now. Um, I was like, man, more girls need to be paying attention to Ahsoka because she's dope as fuck. Um, and uh, so I really like Ahsoka. And then I think we're going to start Rebels. We started Rebels last night, which I've only been I've only been kind of watching it while I'm at my desk working and stuff like that. So Star Wars Rebels, the one with um, with um, the with uh, uh, there's a girl that's like a Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Which is weird because she What's takes off her helmet and she's yeah but oddly, i like her she's, she's really kind of hot which is really strange when cartoons are hot but she's <laughs> right she's hot um so she's cara dune cara dune she's a human female who served as a shock trooper in the alliance to restore the republic during the galactic civil war yeah. So that's yeah, so. Yeah, anyway. so she yeah, she does have a Mandalorian helmet. She takes it off, which is as soon as she took it off, I was like, Oh, who's she steal that Mandalorian helmet from? Because like a Mandalorian wouldn't take his helmet off, but right. um but then I was like, Oh yeah, well, I mean, technically all the clones were Mandalorians, although they weren't raised in Mandalorian culture, they're just of Mandalore. Um Yeah. It's Sabine, right? Sabine Ren. Beans wanted to be uh her for uh, for Halloween one year because she has a, a bomb ass costume and it kind of like she spray paints it and shit mm-hmm. and she has she has nice hair but yeah she is yeah I mean if you think hair, if you look at it her she hair is, is dope though. I instantly wanted to sh- to cut my hair and and re put my color well I've been wanting to re put my color in forever but you yeah. know a bitch needs a job so I haven't um, <laughs> it's so weird that I managed to be purple haired for twelve years and it not really there's only one patch of time where I had to change my hair color for a job and then like I quit two weeks later so I. <laughs> put it back but um yeah uh, yeah she was a mandalorian warrior explosive expert and graffiti artist that's so i mean this is i would i I would date that girl because that's all the things i like yeah Um, she's cute (laughs) but uh but yeah so we're gonna be watching through all that stuff but uh and yeah we don't have to worry about disney plus because i accidentally signed up for the pay in annual so i've already paid for the whole year unexpected there you go, there you go. <laughs> so we are all set on uh disney plus and hulu for the year um but yeah i mean i guess that's it right? we're gonna go on hiatus for december december uh, we'll be back in january big things are gonna be happening in um 2020 like 2020 is going to be the year of like this shit is going to be a real deal thing because otherwise i'll have to kill somebody um because i'm having so much fun doing the cons and i want to start actually being able to exhibit something i want to get my book done by the end of 2020 um in addition to all the other shit i've been wanting to do too but i um all this all the main hustle media shows are going on hiatus through December and then we'll all come back on January except for I'm not going to bring back by furious because I'm doing too many things I had to cut one of the shows and that's the show that I get the least amount of joy right together um, and so yeah we're, that's what we're going to be doing but uh, when we come back it's going to be your favorite dynamics duo I love that shit. That's the sh- we need to have a we need to get shirt a shirt. We need that, to get bro. a shirt. I know. I gotta start getting uh, I gotta start getting some designs uh made. But I yeah, that would be. We need that shirt, like in the old timey bat symbol shape. Yeah. The words, yeah. We gotta do it. We'll make it happen. And then I want to do that one mixed shirt that you sent me the idea for too. I want to get yeah, that man. Too. So hopefully we'll have some merch next year, and we'll do some more cons. I'm gonna try to get us into a couple of um, a couple cons in like March and stuff. I don't, I don't know what your March is looking like, but hopefully I can get us into a couple things. Yeah, I mean right now I don't got much. Um, we can do some shit. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. Yep. Um, but this is this is fun, and uh, I'm so excited about this idea, the direction that my book will take as I as I have been developing it and sketching out more ideas. I haven't started really writing writing. I've just been more kind of creating my universe. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to share nice with yeah. you what 
when I get to a place where it actually like will make sense and it's not making more sense in my head than it is on paper. Um, is. Yeah. Once, I, once I get there, then I'll, then I'll share it with you. Uh, but I'm excited. Like this is, this is the fucking life. I've been listening to a lot more of the, um, I've been, I've been listening. I, I've always listened to women of Marvel and this week in Marvel and Marvel voice. I've just started listening to Marvel voices, um, but I'm not consistent. And so mm-hmm. I like binge through women of Marvel this week and uh, Vita popped up on one of the episodes. So that was dope to be like, Hey, nice. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I, I don't know. I just got so hyped for like, if I could quit everything I was doing except for militantly mix and just do comic shit all day long. Like that's, that's all I want to do. Right. It is fun, man. It is yeah. fun. That's actually one of the goals, hopefully, for the hiatus is that I catch up on. I'm I'm like so many books behind on my intergalactic uh, Wakanda series. I haven't finished Powers of Ten and House of X, um, even though I have them all. I haven't finished Weapon H, and I have like four other books I want to start. Oh, and I'm still behind on Shuri. So like I have all these books just sitting here staring at me and I'm not reading them. But there's some shit I want to get the girls into, so okay. um, I'll try to I'll try to put some books together. Maybe maybe I'll do it around Christmas time and put some yeah. books together to for them because I want to see I want to see what it's like being okay. So I'm using your children for science. Um, yes, I want to see what it's like to be a girl that's already showing geek tendencies who actually gets a female character to sink her teeth into like i want to watch gotcha. that happen so gotcha. um, yeah. i'm going to Use exploit, my kids I'm going to exploit your children for, yes. for my my scientific experiences <laughs> I mean, you know what i mean that's what they're there for <laughs> that's why you, that's why you had them so that that's i could experiment I on yes, their mixed empowerment um <laughs> you know dope dope so have happy holidays happy holidays everybody the blurred comics fam we will, we will be see back you in, uh, for real, for real in January. 2020, yes. Although, shit, I mean, if we get bored and we're just like, we ain't doing anything. <laughs> I was going to say that. We, we <laughs> might, there might be just a surprise. Because this is like yeah. fucking, like I made that joke a couple weeks ago about it being like a therapy thing for you. But like legit, yeah. um, I started calling it my manicure, my weekly manicure. Because you know how yeah. like there's women who do that. I don't. Um, yeah. But like. Is there women that do that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like. Some dudes go to the barbershop every week. Some every, women get I'm every other, you know, something like that. For me, yeah. it's like I need to have this time. I don't know why this. I don't know why this show got so important. Like I thought it was just you know you and me gonna be bullshitting a little bit and it'd be fun for however long it lasted. But like now it's like it's a dependency. Like I need this fun ass thing that we do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I had to look up like, mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. so I'm gonna do it, whatever. All right. Um, all right, y'all. See you next year. Right. Bye. Bye. Mommy made me mash my M&M. Nom, 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 nom. Okay, here we go. <laughs>